0: I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Fans, welcome to the AfterBuzz TV Westworld After Show. We are talking about the anti-penultimate episode of this season. I can't believe it. The third to last Westworld Season 3, Episode 6, Decoherence. I'm your host, Elena Jordan, and joining me today,
1: the amazing panel, Alice Ford is in the house. Hey guys, happy to be here. And this episode was so packed with stuff. I can't wait to talk about it.
0: So much stuff happened this episode, so good. And Nate Miller joining us.
2: Hey, what's up guys? Happy to break down this episode with all you guys.
0: We're very happy that you're here. And Carrie Lane, how are you doing?
3: Hey, how's it going, everybody? Uh, Yeah, no, this episode was definitely intense. And as we were saying, a bit on the heavy side, but I was digging it and I can't wait to
0: get deeper into this one. Well, then let's not wait any longer. Let's dive right in. Uh, This episode really featured three main storylines, Maeve, William, and of course, Charlotte Hale, the the hottest of uh, all of the storylines. (laughs) Uh, but let's dive right in to talk about Maeve Uh, the episode kicks off with a simulation of the Valley Beyond and it's this whole thing where she's like this isn't real but it could be and she says basically she doesn't need an incentive at this point she just needs help to stop Dolores what did you guys kind of think about this of this opening of her then coming in back to the the World War II Nazi simulation and the start of this fight was this a good kickoff was this one of your favorite cold opens or how did it stack up to the rest of the season do you guys think alice
1: i really liked seeing the valley beyond again just because we haven't seen much of it um i mean obviously i knew it wasn't real i knew it was a simulation but i always like when we go back to that um war world in the opening so i enjoyed it a lot
0: what did you think about this carrie lane I thought it was really cool, but I kind of
3: was wondering, like, it was almost, are they delaying, like, stalling for time or wasting time? Because, yes, it's awesome to watch Mae fight off all these soldiers, but I'm like, don't you have somewhere to be? But then, yeah, now, then we see they're kind of more, they have to wait a little bit. It's not like they can instantly get out. But it was nice to see other characters, if only briefly, R.A.P. some people
0: hector my heart oh. right? uh, what did you think
2: nate yeah i mean i, I mostly agree with carrie it, it while it did look cool and I, as a fan of maybe it was cool to see that stuff i like the opening with cirak but all of the back to nazi world simulation stuff like i feel like i could have done without it again it looked cool it was cool i mean it's cool to see sizemore again but like with so much other Plot happening at like breakneck speed to get this whole sequence that uh, like really doesn't mean anything. I would have taken that time to maybe expound more upon why now Maeve suddenly can use her powers in the simulation and Same. why and why now mm-hmm. she can and like. They took a lot of detail the first time to where she was like using the pad to like access the cameras to like see outside and this time they're just like oh yeah she can see outside without a pad she can she can just hack into the other reader and bring Hector's pearl over there's just a lot of stuff that like I wish that they had just taken that time to explain instead of being like look Maeve's going to go matrix like all right cool
0: Yeah, I feel you on that because we have seen... I mean, the fight sequences are always fantastic, but it did seem like it was like, okay, break, now, fight scene. Okay, now we're done with that, back to the bar. And it's like, all right, all right. Yeah, like,
2: I don't want to skip ahead, but I feel like all of the action sequences in the end with Hale were much better. And Mm -hmm. that being in the episode, I don't think we needed this, you know, 1v25.
0: Did you guys catch, though, that the name of the bar um in westworld it was the mariposa saloon which is in spanish the butterfly bar basically and this time it was Mm -hmm. um taverna de la um farfalle which is just the french version of the butterfly bar so was like this but i appreciate the the info (laughs) Only because I paused it there. And I was like, oh, butterflies, look at them. It's the same simulation. Like, you know how you play a bunch of video games and then you start to realize, like, for some of them, they just kind of copied and pasted the same map and changed a few things. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, So I did like some of those little Easter eggs they tossed in, but it did seem like some things they brought back, like they brought Hector back, like you mentioned, Carrie, just so that we could watch him die. And that was, that to me felt like, okay, well, thanks for that, I guess. Like, quick stab in the heart. Um, I did like, however, that we've been kind of talking about who is the villain and who is the good guy, quote, unquote. And they kind of touched on this in every storyline. Maeve specifically says to Dolores when they bring back the, uh, the you know, the replica of Dolores, Um, that she's, you know, not as when Dolores is saying, I'm not a saint. I'm not a villain either. We're survivors. Nate, what did you think of this? Because I specifically thought of you because you've been kind of talking about the, the big debate of is Dolores a good guy or a bad guy and is Maeve because she's also sacrificed people. And until this episode, that was never really addressed. So,
2: I mean, I thought that whole sequence was so cool. From the moment we saw the charred um, kind of unit and trying to run through the options, first I'm like, is that Angela? They're going to bring her back? That's interesting. Uh, But then the reveal that it's Connell's, AKA other Dolores, uh, I thought that was super cool, the idea of them plugging her in. And now Maeve and her having this conversation, which we've seen from the teaser. Um, and so this is kind of like, okay, now I'm understanding where this stuff is coming from. Um, the discussion itself, I thought, was really interesting. The one thing that I really liked is, um, like you said, Dolores has a, made a really good point of how many people have died for you, for like the things that you want, and perspective of like, you know, who, who is good and who is bad. And also, this makes it interesting, even though, you know, we get this interest, this this. Uh, conflict with Hale and her self-identity and what she wants to do in the same episode, we also get Connell's resolution of like, no, even though I'm not Dolores anymore, I am still Dolores. And so when I die for this, I'm sacrificing myself for this, for the greater good of our kind. And it kind of adds more nobility and power to um, whatever this plan that she's working on. Also, I think it's really cool. They've just this episode specifically really feels like you're watching a chess game where like you're seeing pieces being taken mm-hmm. off the board and moves happening and people are planning steps ahead and then you're like oh no they planned for that but then it's like oh no they planned for you to plan for that like all these contingencies, um so I'm kind of meeting of the minds in this sequence and kind of talking about that I th- I thought it was really cool.
3: I I do like how they had the moment with Maven Dolores how she says the other Dolores they've had different experiences and so they went on different paths which was nice to touch upon that because we do see that with the charlotte dolores of different experiences and different attachments so they make different decisions and so that was a nice little intriguing nugget of information
1: yeah and i like that they also brought up like from also what hale brought up is the fact that you know we are the same but we're different and as we have these experiences, we grow farther apart. It's almost like the nurture versus nature debate. Uh, but I really liked that they both kind of tied that into the same conversation in different places.
2: Also, too, um, the way that conversation panned out with her talking about how you know within her plan, how Dolores would have planned for the rebuild and her going in and destroying Hector's pearl. Like, not only is that rough for us to see Hector get you know borrow a term from altered carbon our deed real death uh he this you know we've seen this kind of dolores first mave thing kind of build and develop and i'm glad that they've taken their time because this too is another building point of like why she's going to be against dolores now it's it's more than even just a ethical thing it's a personal thing again of like you you killed my friend um but i just really like that the character of may being stuck with the struggle of being in between going against the person who killed her friend but also being aligning herself with the person who is killing the rest of all of her kind um that's a really interesting position to be in
0: it's not just personal it's personal
2: sorry
0: (laughs) (laughs) just for you nate you're welcome (laughs) but yeah I I thought that that was really to me one of the best parts of this episode was that conversation and kind of seeing you know the the idea that we see later echoed in William of all of the different iterations of yourself like Dolores because all of these choices she has a tangible point in time where she said okay this is where I'm going to split myself for these different purposes and then we later see that echoed with William where he kind of involuntarily splits himself into all of these different versions of himself so i like that it is really hitting home on the similarities between the hosts and the humans um and tying in the importance of of emotion uh that being said though i did think it was kind of a d-bag move for her to immediately start making out with hector in front of lee when i'm like he loves you woman. He died for you. You're just going to like immediately start making out with Hector in front of him like give the man a break. Just me? But he
3: knows he's not the first, you know. So
2: We already established it wasn't romantic. He spent a whole episode on that. I know, but yeah. it
0: still was like when he was like <clears throat> I was like, "Yeah, dude, like we've got stuff to do. Can you know, y'all chill for a minute?" like <laughs> I don't know. Just me. Um, but any other thoughts on Maeve before we move on to William and his kind of splintered consciousness? Uh,
2: yeah, so it, it seemed to me like it wasn't just Hector that they were building, right? They're building four hosts. One of yes. them presumably is Hector and then Maeve. So there should be two other ones.
0: One is Clementine. One um, is definitely Clementine because it's the same number. Okay. Her her ID number that we saw before. I don't have any idea what the fourth one is, though. What do you guys think the fourth one could be?
1: Well, isn't it another Dolores because we see that like, well, there was she takes. Oh, I don't think they were the one thing, and then Dolores falls asleep.
2: But that was, I don't think they were building her a body. I think they had just yeah her up. Was,
1: yeah. So that. I see.
2: Uh, because when
0: they be showed integrated. the screen, they had like the four physical ones in red that were printing that had the, the print completion times. And then they had another side one that just said like host unidentified. That was like the Connell's pearl is mm-hmm. what we assume. Um, because she'd altered it. So it was like the unidentified one is the way that I read it. But any any guesses on, uh, I mean, we can save this for predictions if you guys want, but yeah. you want to hold off, save it for predictions? Sure. More incentive for you guys to watch our whole show. Stick around to the end. <laughs> we'll let you know our thoughts. Teaser, teaser. Um, but t- jumping into William's storyline, what did you guys think about this, about kind of his whole overarching thing about having... The AR, the augmented reality therapy that we saw kind of in the flashbacks with Caleb that they then mentioned, you know, we've used this for PTSD treatment. We kind of know that this is what we're assuming Caleb went through, but this is the first time that we've seen it actually fully used. What did you guys think about the introduction of this AR therapy via William?
1: It was brutal. I mean as soon as I saw William in the dentist chair I was like oh god what are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> you would and think they it... would like knock him
3: out to put the mouthpiece in. It's like no apparently you need to be conscious.
0: That's what I said too. I was like they don't have anesthetic in the future? Like wh- why? <laughs> that there's, there's literal even his talk therapy mm-hmm. though was pretty intensive and his I'm I'm going to be honest though guys like when we first saw the group and him talking about like his nihilistic perspective on everything of like you're just here to speed up the entropic death of this planet and service chaos moody my chemical romance blaring in the background yeah
2: um, I, I, wrote, I wrote down the quote he said humanity is a thin layer of bacteria on a ball of mud hurtling through the void
3: yeah you know what though then he mentions that they are <laughs> <laughs> he mentions they're maggots, but maggots eat away the dead flesh, so they're not necessarily a bad thing. It's like what that scene in Gladiator, well, and they're I... used to eating
0: the dead flesh. Nate and not... Carrie, you're like Kierkegaard and Sartre right now, like both <laughs> like nihilism. That's fine, but well, like
2: yeah, <laughs> I mean, lining. not to get too deep, but <laughs> he 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 wasn't inherently saying that humanity was a bad thing, as much as he was saying that you're looking for meaning in life and then this is the meaning you're just here to pick apart the planet because that's just the way we are, which goes in line with his whole theme of his storyline of, uh, you know, that, that split decision of, did you make your choices or were all of your choices kind of laid out in front of you? If you're interested in this concept, I recommend watching devs as well as it deals a lot with the same concepts A very heady conceptual show, very in the same line as Westworld um but to get back to so, go ahead
0: i was just gonna say i almost mentioned devs last week because last week there were so many parallels to it when we yeah were talking. it's great been getting
2: stuff. closer and closer to that same kind of conceptually uh, stuff but i actually was not crazy about this stuff with william um i i th- i guess i thought i really liked william as a character but i'm not that invested enough to be into this therapy stuff um i think all of it's going to be more relevant when we get more information about caleb next week definitely because i think Mm -hmm. we're seeing kind of the process that caleb was put through as well um but i was like i was like all right cool like it's cool to see jimmy simpson back again and uh papa papa delos but uh i don't know it was was visually
3: (laughs) a really cool concept though to have the different iterations and so
2: like the first time i saw i was like whoa and then when i was rewatching the episode i was like "Ah, nothing really (laughs) happening right now
0: well the thing though and i want to ask you guys if you thought this same thing because when they set it up first with the group therapy and then later the end was him in the group therapy session with himself um i thought that would like when they had did you guys also catch that major craddock the uh the the doctor who came to get him to take him to his therapy session was yeah, the infederado from yeah yeah the
2: um one, the one dolores brings back from dead
0: yeah the one that he had a fight for, to save lawrence's family like so it's been him fighting this kind of inner demon throughout but i thought that it was going to be oh shit you thought that you were fighting all these iterations of yourself but you actually just murdered everybody in your group therapy session I, I was
3: going to wonder that too, of like Yikes. when he woke up at any point that he had killed everybody in the area. But
0: nope, apparently not. Yeah, I kind of think that that would have been a little bit more interesting. I don't know. I, because Yo. I was like, I know that sounds awful, <laughs> but I was like, because then that's the point of no return where he's like talking about, like well, does it matter if you have a choice and does your perspective matter because all of it leads us to this moment? And I thought it was going to be like, who we were good or bad in the past doesn't matter even if you're messed up if you've killed all these people you're irredeemable and i was like oh god they went there and it was like no we didn't go there Bernard's here he, he's gonna no
2: he's a good guy he's gonna save everyone
3: you know what is anybody else kind of like i was semi-disappointed when he's like i'm the good guy i'm like oh yeah you
1: know, eh? <laughs> i was like no you're not you can't say that
0: yeah, I, See, I feel like everyone here, though, thinks they're the good guy. Like, that's the point is that mm, the bad guy, no. the villain, like, that's like when when you're playing a villain and something like, yeah. the villain never thinks they're the villain. The villain always thinks that what they're doing is a necessary means to an end. So whether it's Maeve, whether it's Dolores, whether it's William, none of them are like, I'm the bad guy. They're all like, I'm either the survivor or the good guy or somebody trying to help. So it, it is interesting how they're all on such different wavelengths and such different objectives, but all of them even Hale we see thinks that they're doing the right thing, quote mm. unquote.
2: I have I have some questions. Okay, she- so in the other episode, right, Connell's shows that facility to Bernard. The, and that's why Bernard ends up going there, right? But uh-huh. that's before he gets sent there. Right. So all of Dolores' plan was for William to get sent to this facility for Bernard eventually to meet him there. But then there's also the thing about the blood tracker,
0: right? That's I didn't get that because I was yeah. like, okay, if Hale is sending him to this facility, she knows that in her journeys is the facility she's sending him to. Right. So why does she need a blood tracker to find that facility? Couldn't she right. just be like, Hey, pull up that guy that I sent you?
2: Right. that's that's the part i'm confused about
0: that i think was a red herring they were kind of throwing in with the blood tracker that they then like kind of haphazardly kind of justified this episode i mean
2: maybe i guess the inference we're not picking up on is that she was having him committed but she didn't know where he would be sent but i don't know i don't know why connells would still show him that same facility that he ends up on on the tablet. Yeah. I just, I'm just not sure what the blood tracker was for. That's the part that's, and they made the well, whole point of showing the screen where I had to know
3: it. where he is specifically. In yeah. a way, I guess. But
2: it, but Dolores has that information. Yeah, and, so that didn't and make sense. Bernard to me. and subs don't.
1: Right, because Dolores was already there, or a hologram of herself was there if it wasn't her. So yeah, first, she knows where it is.
2: I freaked out at first because when they did the test, and then it said like uh unidentified protein I was like oh my god he's a host
1: (laughs) me too I was like uh
0: but then they were just like nope psych out
1: (laughs) well I did read several articles today one with Ed Harris also that was saying is is my character a host I don't know we don't find out in this episode but we might in the next one so
0: that's Um, just a teaser to be like keep watching my show Um, what did you guys think too about this confession, where he confesses that he killed Emily to his therapist, but his therapist misses it completely because she—I mean, we're assuming that nobody knows that he has actually murdered Emily because yeah. the guilt that they say is like just the survivor's guilt. Um, this was pretty rough though, because I actually froze on the screen and it said that it was a life projection of loss of medical license, one to two years, divorce, custody, two point five years. Did you guys notice that it said restrict her therapy only to cat you patients, which is what was labeled on um, Caleb's, which are we assuming that means unfit? Because everything that they list is unfit for reproduction, unfit for whatever.
2: It's got to be cat you has to refer to the um, what do they call them? Uh, What they call them last episodes. Variables. Uh, Oh,
1: um, oh, yeah. The outliers.
2: Outliers go team something like that But it that. seems
1: like
0: it would be but it would be oh if it was category sure. outlier you know it's got to be i don't know
3: so was the idea is she gets her information and finds out that like her future is Awful. So she decides to kill herself, so she doesn't her have to. Husband
0: sent her a text message and yeah. says, "I'm taking
1: the kids. Don't try to contact us." That's and why her me. phone
2: okay. was going off. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 It also. I froze to... the screen on that too, and it also I... said like multiple um, affairs, affairs and... with patients, with patients <clears throat> opioid addiction. Oh. Oh. No. Yeah. So she had a
0: lot going on. um The only thing that I didn't, I, I don't know. I felt like they should have froze that on the screen. It went by really fast. Yeah, like if that's big information, you're putting that much information on the screen. Like we got so much time for other things. Like give us just a few more seconds so that we don't have to freeze it and rewind. I, I know that's- amazing, I disagree.
2: I think they, they know that people, there are people watching this show that are interested in that, that will stop it and watch it.
1: I stopped in froze notice? a few times in that episode. So to like read even that book title when uh, William yes. is young- I yeah. looked that up too to see what that actually was
0: and like, it was like a made-up story, yeah. story that was nothing and
1: no yeah, it's um well yeah it's a it's a nonfiction, but it's lady carlisle and the waters of maru i guess but yeah it's like Did a you fantasy guys notice
0: the um the book though when lang hangs herself the book that she steps off of is i was there by hans richter which is the story about the two guys who joined the nazi youth which then ties into Maeve's whole storyline I was like oh look at you prop department props for the props
2: I mean I I'm sure that, that there's also some parallels too between their reprogramming program and the idea of the Hitler Youth 2 thing so mm-hmm. it's pretty it's a yeah. deep reference very
0: very deep but I did look up the Sir Rowan and the Lady of Sulan and I was like I'm gonna read this story and it was like we made this up for Westworld I was like cool 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 great <laughs> um wait it said that
1: i looked it up on random house it says it's a book is it because i looked looked
0: and it said that it wasn't no
1: No. i have it right here 9.99 in paperback um written in 2010 there's like a series of them (laughs) there's like six books but wait 2010
3: he wouldn't have been that well i was like wait never mind thinking the future it's like (laughs) that actor wouldn't be that's cool yeah
0: good on you alice i was totally wrong so
1: (laughs) uh it says she's a knight on a mission to um aid the uh, help marauders responsible for kidnapping a friend's family
0: oh like he did for lawrence with then we see later with uh with craddock and then confederado kind of that's kind of crazy that's
3: why he wanted to live it out that makes sense
0: what did you guys think about this, about the flashback where it's like he basically rewrote his own story mentally? Like he was saying, because we had been taught, even when he was talking about his past with Dolores, he was like, well, I was always a shy kid who just stayed at home and read my books. And then we find out that he's always been violent. And he's like, maybe it was the game that made me violent. And it's like, no, 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 this has always been a part of you. How did you guys react to that? Because I wasn't quite sure how to feel about it. What Al- the- happened
1: it? To- Oh, (laughs) when that happened, I immediately honestly thought that it wasn't him. It was his brother, because we know that his brother was super violent, too. Um, So I was like, oh, is that him or is that his brother? It was kind of my first thought, which obviously it was him. But I mean, we know that his brother was super violent, too. So it makes sense that it was something in their upbringing. But for him to never realize that that's. That was his upbringing that made him that way. um, is kind of strange, I guess.
3: Well, or it is that way of he, you know, has an alcoholic, probably abusive father, and he doesn't know that behavior necessarily to be wrong. And then he just is the cycle and does it himself and thinks when he beat up that other kid that he was justified in it. So he doesn't see it as a wrong thing to do. And so that's probably why in his memory. And then we also have Sirak at another point saying, you know, human memory fades and we forget things. So it could be that as well, that maybe. In the moment, it was a big deal, but as he grew older, I forgot about it.
0: It's interesting that we see the theme of violence too, like even the echoing of like these violent delights have violent ends, you know, when they're saying it's like, as you're so fond of saying Dolores, uh, and kind of talking about where this stems from. I did think it was really interesting too, though. Did you guys pick up when he's having this conversation with Delos and um, Dells is saying, you know, were you just a passenger? Did your life really happen to you, or did you choose it? And he's like, if you can't tell, does it matter. This was almost this was very very similar to the conversation that Bernard has with his subconscious Ford in the finale of season two, when um, he's talking and he's like, is there really such a thing as free will? Um, and then uh, Ford says that you know they're the hosts are just passengers. They think they're in control, but the whole time they've been passengers. What did you guys think of kind of this echoing back and the idea of hosts and humans and what is your humanity kind of based on these intrinsic values versus your choices?
3: I think this it reverberates- is, go ahead, Carrie. <laughs> I think it goes even bigger though, because then it goes into Charlotte and her husband's plot line of him not wanting to read his file because, Are they the choices we make or is this some machine telling us? So I think it's a very common theme throughout of the, are you active in your choices? Are you going to let the idea that something is dictating it? Are you just going to be a passenger and be like, yes, this happened to me rather than be an active force in your own life?
1: Yeah, and this is also the same conversation that Dolores had with William when he was first put into the um, psychiatric hospital. So it's interesting that it's like she said it a couple episodes ago, and now it's actually playing out, and he's asking himself the same question. But I think it's also all the hosts, all the Charlottes that are still alive, and even the ones that have died, you know, ask themselves that same question, you know, because they were fighting with the. Dolores and also the person that they were inside so um yeah I mean I think it's it's something that we all ask e- ourselves anyways even in this world <laughs> not Westworld
0: <laughs> now kind of talk on that do you guys want to just dive into Hale's storyline too because this was kind of the the big storyline any last words on William before we move on to Hale it was really funny
3: to see Stubbs and Bernard essentially rescue him that was almost mm-hmm. comedic and him going, wait, yeah. why are
0: you here? I'm interested to see how long he's actually been there when his initial prognosis said that he should just be in the therapy for three months. And then we know that he's been kind of abandoned there. So well, it'll he be had no facial
3: hair on. growth. So I assumed it wasn't that long. Cause I was like, it's not like he had stubble or his hair was crazy, which is generally the indication that a character has been yeah. somewhere for a long time. So but I think stubs, it's
0: no stubble. <laughs>
3: probably as long as the information has been out so maybe let's say 24 hours to
0: 72 hours okay that makes sense
2: i do want to mention too that um the doctor does talk about how this is the same treatment that they use for ptsd for like war vets Um, Mm -hmm. so again another big clue that all of this stuff is going to be really relevant for caleb
0: yeah it seems like this has kind of been the whole thing with caleb too it's like are you going to be a passenger in your own life or take control um which we see hail take control and man it is a hail storm in this episode like damn um what did you guys think of kind of overall this whole not that pun sorry nate uh but of kind of Hale's whole overall storyline um, and even the little Easter eggs that we see of like somebody spray painting the maze on the wall, I didn't, I didn't quite understand that because we saw that before kind of spray painted as well. And I didn't know how that related to, to this world, but um, what did you guys think of this whole idea that the fake Hale is more human than the human Hale she was based off of? Carrie, because you were kind of touching on this before.
3: Yeah. I, I thought it was really interesting and almost Makes sense in terms of she is new to this life and knows that this is part of her like core and entity. And as we kind of had discussed on a previous episode, the body has memory. I think it could be as an association with her um husband and her child of the a connection there. Like she doesn't quite understand it, but knows there's a bond. And I think also for her, they haven't abandoned her the way Dolores keeps thrusting her into situations and been like, all right, bye. And so there's something that's a little more constant for her. And I like that that is a sad, like reveal that she's not really her because she cares more about that family and then ultimately loses them, which I think is going to push her to be like, what I've said before that she's gonna probably be the one who rebels. And she did in a way, by her running away, that was a rebellion.
0: Yeah, I but think there'll be more. That, not to add another horrible pun to the mix, Nate, but I think this literally lit a fire under her ass that she's gonna be like, all right, I'm cunning for you Like, that's the last oh, yeah. straw. Um what did you guys think kind of of this this whole overall cat and mouse game that she had with Siroc of is she the host is he not like he's been watching her this whole time and then her with the the gas and everything but ultimately he slips away i mean this was a little frustrating to me honestly what did what did you think nate
2: um i mean like i said earlier i i did enjoy the kind of chess game elements of it of uh her you know having one move and then he's like well actually i knew the whole time and then she was like well actually i have a smoke bomb and and he's like well actually i'm not even here i was like all right (laughs) that's pretty clever writing um i just love tessa thompson that jacket cape Laser thing oh the
1: elephant yes yeah, we got nate talking about fashion today
2: <laughs> I, knew, I knew i was gonna get laughed for this i wonder man that coat Woo! oh man but she is so hot too i
0: wonder if she called her avengers uh co-star chris evans and was like did you see my elevator fight bro? like i had a cape in mine like
2: just pure terminator action mowing people down like oh it was so good
3: and then nate you like the part the jacket comes off we get to see the sparkly top and see those guns and she's like fighting oh i was like yes she's so cool (laughs)
2: yes so much yes (laughs) um that being said though the one issue i did have I'm just not 100% buying the uh, turn, the the caring for the child, going back to the house, you know, ending up and getting them killed. Like I get it conceptually, I understand that they've been building towards it of her having this kind of crisis of who she is, being in this body. Um, but especially seeing Connell's and Connell's, you know, um, what's the word? Uh, Association. Uh, the way that he speaks to Maeve in the confidence, um, uh, to me, like, it's like, I understand it's different and she's changed a little bit because she's in Hale's body, but it's still Dolores. Like it's still, she still knows the plan. She still knows that like, it's bigger than just her and like this human family it's like all of her host family and their future and all this stuff that stands in the balance so i just don't completely buy the turn i'm hoping that her crawling out at the end is instead of going to lead her against dolores i'm hoping that's going to lead her further into dolores of like you were right i fucked up by trying to care for these humans and i put everyone at risk and now that i'm crispy and going to be in a new body Uh, I think, I don't think she's going to turn on Dolores. I think they're going to stay, stay teamed up together.
0: I did like though, that's a really good point that you bring up, Nate, like the difference between Connell's and Charlotte, because that was bothering me in the episode where she was, you know, clawing at herself. And um, I was like, well, why is Connell's not having this problem? I like that she calls Dolores and has the conversation where she's like, why did we have to keep these human emotions? Why didn't we turn those off? Um, Because Connell's because of the nature of his job seems like he's less emotional he doesn't have all of those family ties like he was always almost a a programmed robot because his whole life was just serving Liam and keeping Liam from you know screwing himself over so it makes more sense that he would be able to be more in control of those emotions, whereas Mm -hmm. Hale is having some more problems with it, I like that it kind of echoes to the whole conversation that she had with Teddy when she had changed Teddy's um, programming and had altered him. And he had kind of the same conversation of like, well, does it even matter if we win or lose? If you've changed me, then I'm not even me anymore. It doesn't matter. And we see that Dolores has actually taken that to heart and is incorporating these emotions and refuses to turn them off because last time it cost her her love. Um, so, I, I do like that that was echoed, but it, it did seem a bit rushed just because they spent so much time on the fight sequences. Um, not that we're playing riot bots, like kick ass. I like that. But giant robots. robots.
1: Well, yeah, also, I mean, Charlotte was like the least emotional character. I mean, other than her ending video when she is about to die, I mean, throughout all the seasons, she's always been like not really cared about anything other than work. So, To believe that she has these like strong strong emotions inside her somewhere that are going to that have now eroded into Dolores is a little bit hard to believe like I think it's almost easier to believe that Dolores being like the most emotional host um really in all the seasons to be doing what she's doing I think it's more like Dolores's emotions are trickling into Charlotte rather than the other way around
2: yeah it's definitely it's definitely the second one it's uh it's Dolores's emotions compounded with actually having you know that maternal instinct kick in because there's actually a child around um as well as her you know it, it, it mirrors her, like like in the first episode, she's kind of the mother of this new generation of hosts of, of mm-hmm. that are sentient. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that mother same of kind dragons. of way. Uh, no, <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. No. Um,
0: we already had that episode! We yeah. saw d d
2: We uh, saw
3: the dragon!
2: Can't get away from it.
3: And she survived <laughs> through the fire, too, so you know.
0: Ah! Uh, <laughs> Game of Thrones, the one where we all ended how Charlotte Hale ended this episode, just feeling like we were totally burned. Um, <laughs> sorry, tangent. Uh, but yeah, I, I did like, too, that they kind of echoed some some sentiments through Charlotte's storyline, um, even with a, the killing of Brompton, when she's like, you just killed a board member in public. And he's like, well, one advantage of Dolores' data leak is that the chaos that comes with it it's easier, you know, I can use that chaos to my advantage because that's been kind of a running theme too of can you create order from chaos and can you use this chaos to your advantage and what is order to begin with? So it's a lot of philosophical questions that aren't too heavy handed. So I liked that. Um, And I liked that they did kind of break it up with some just, you know, I don't want to say mindless entertainment, but some situations that are like now watch this cool fight scene okay back to it
2: yeah you got to keep the momentum going when you're when you're doing a lot of heady thinky stuff
0: um but overall thoughts kind of on charlotte before we lead into our predictions here did you guys like how that storyline wrapped up with her ultimately trying to flee with her kid and then
2: my I'm one happy- question is: He, he they're, they're told to capture her alive in the facility, and then as soon as they leave, she's getting car bombed.
3: Yeah, I didn't understand that either because I Maybe was like, they, they decided, fine, we don't need her anymore. Of something, and
0: yeah, actually, you know what? I bet it was now that I'm thinking about it. Um, if they kill the whole family if they kill both jake and nathan as well then there's nobody to report because otherwise they would have to explain away why she was gone or if she but came doesn't back that, that kind of fall host.
2: into the chaos thing
0: yeah but i feel like if it's like okay she could reveal that she's a host to these two humans and then everything would be even more chaotic before she reveals this information we should stop all of them You know, like, it was kind of like a Hail Mary. They wanted to take her alive, but if they can't, then kill off the other two people that she could have confided that this technology exists to recreate. I mean,
1: or maybe it was Dolores that was behind the car bombing.
0: I kind of wondered
3: that, actually. Like, she felt that that was a betrayal, and so she killed her. But what about
0: the guy with the earpiece?
2: Yeah, I thought thought that at first, but once... I thought that that might be the case at first. Once we saw the guy with the earpiece, it looked pretty seroc to me. Also, too, like... Speaking of why this happened, it feels very much like adding more fuel to the fire of Serac is the villain in this show. If, you, if you're unclear, because there is a lot of gray area in these characters, he's the bad guy. He killed a child in a car bombing. It's not. It's pretty solid bad guy as far as everybody else goes in the show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that is kind of, you know, when you talk about the irredeemable thing if you blow up the innocent
1: child we had three characters in this episode say that they were not the villain so
0: but then it's also this idea of okay well are there really truly villains or is this i don't know because even serac in his misguided self thinks that he's doing the right thing so well it's all crazy um any last thoughts on the whole episode before we wrap up with some predictions here
3: No, I think it was very well cooked, very well done. Uh, (laughs) So I want to try to get one in there too. (laughs) It's extra crispy. (laughs) No, it's a a solid episode. We'll see where uh, the next two are going. Cool. Do
1: you guys want to get... Oh, go ahead. Prediction? Go ahead, Alice. No, 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 go ahead. No, I want to get back to Caleb's story and also see what Bernard and Ashley and... Dolores were up to while this was going on. Well, then let's dive into some predictions.
0: What do you guys say? Yeah. yeah.
1: And now
3: you're after Buzz TV. So
0: hard to believe there are only two episodes left this season. Uh, we have next week, and then the following week, and then that's it. So uh, a little teaser that we got for the next week on. We know we're going to be seeing more of Caleb and Dolores, but it didn't really tell us any information other than, "Don't worry, those two characters that you didn't see this episode, you'll see them next episode." Uh, what do you guys predict is going to happen with them, and also how it ties in with where Hale is now?
3: Carrie, I I want to. I like Nate's theory on Hale, but I think Hale uh, Charlotte's going to go against Dolores. I think this is going to push her. But then again, I I guess I'm torn. If she figures out it is Serac who did that to her, that she'd be like, all right, fine, Dolores. I'm on your team. We got to get rid of this guy. Um, And I'm really curious to see if Caleb gets the real truth about Dolores. I mean, he knows like a little bit, but if he got more information, would that be, would he throw away essentially humanity as he knows it and fully commit with her? Or is he going to step back and not let her finish her plans what do you
0: think alice
1: yeah i agree with carrie on that um that hale is probably going to go against dolores but i also think that the new recreation of Maeve is probably another dolores and that they're going to trick other hosts and other people into believing that that's Maeve, so that Maeve and in- real Maeve, really has nobody to be on her team, which was really what they kept echoing in this episode about, I need help. But then at every turn where she could get help, it eroded into not having anyone to help her. So we'll see. So you
0: think that even though Maeve has been printed in this new body, that they're going to print another Maeve body that'll have Dolores in her?
1: I think that that new Maeve body was actually a Dolores Maeve.
0: How could that be? Because Siroc printed it.
1: Oh, it was Siroc. I thought that was at Delos. It was at Delos, but
0: it's because oh, but it's Siroc. Delos, yeah. Okay, that was his trade-off with Maeve to basically get (laughs) Maeve to to get Maeve to betray all of her people. Um. But yeah, what do you think, Nate?
2: Um. I don't know. There's so many possibilities. I think. Especially after the conversation this week, I think um, there's so much. I think Maeve is actually not going to end up going against Dolores. Um, I think Hale Dolores is going to go against regular Dolores, but it's actually going to be a part of regular Dolores' plan for her to go against her, if that makes sense. Oh um also in the teaser trailers before we had seen clips of uh, dolores being like rebuilt so i think that we're going to see dolores rebuilt but it's going to be hail dolores and she's the one with the torn up body um so more people impersonating people shenanigans uh there's so much i don't know what's going to be revealed with caleb but it's going to be a lot next week it's going to be like the linchpin of the season it's going to tie all the williams stuff together Uh, I'm just really excited. The pace has been insane. Like they've done so good of laying things out and keeping things moving, but still having so many mysteries and like really like overall, like what is this season about? We still don't even really know. I like that. It's really well done.
1: It's
0: I, I like it a lot. I think that there may be a possibility because Maeve has such strong ties to her daughter even though people keep saying it's not really your daughter and Hale has such strong ties to her son, even though they keep saying it's not really your son, I could see the two of them potentially teaming up and saying, you have to have the humanity aspect. You have to have the care for other people that Dolores is lacking because the only help she could have was herself. And I think Caleb might actually... Uh, Carrie, you mentioned if he finds out more about Dolores may feel differently. I think once he finds out more about humanity and finds out what they've done to him, he may feel like, you know, I think I'm with these bots. Like but yeah, yeah, bot or not.
2: Yeah, yeah I think all of those clues about Hale's son and his name being Charlie and now he's dead and all all that we know about hosts and suffering which leads to consciousness and just like how Arnold had his son die, now we have uh hale's son dying and now we have arnold Bernard who's going to be there in the end and shaloris who's going to be there in the end and they're both kind of now kind of humans with these experiences it's going to be some weird meta stuff going on in the end
0: it's definitely going to be intense and we want to talk about all of it with you guys next week as well but in the meantime where can everybody keep up with you guys
1: alice you guys can keep up with me on Twitter at Alice Lport or on Instagram at Alice's Adventures on Earth. And where can we find you,
0: Nate Miller?
2: <laughs> guys, you can find me everywhere at Dog Like Nate.
3: And where can we find you, Miss Carrie Lane? Yes, you can find me online at Carrie D Lane.
0: That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Elena Jordan. That's A-L-A-N-A-J-O-R-D-A-N, and on Instagram at Elena J Jordan. And you guys can find us all here next week for the penultimate episode of Westworld season three. Woo! We'll see you guys then. Bye.
1: Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs>